compelling insights, unpredictable conversations, encouragement for your day. It's the Patrick Madrid Show on Relevant Radio. Hey, welcome back to the Patrick Madrid Show. Good to see you. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends. And here's the number to call to be on the air, 888-914-9149. 888-914-9149. That number is sponsored by Catholic Order of Foresters. Happy Ash Wednesday. Happy beginning of Lent. Happy Valentine's Day. What am I leaving out, Cyrus? Am I leaving anything out? I don't think so. Yeah, what's oh, email. That's right. Patrick at RelevantRadio.com. Anything else I'm leaving out? I'm hmm. trying to hit all the boxes here. Well, what's today, Patrick? Well, I, I just said happy Ash Wednesday. Oh, you did happy say that. Okay, I missed it. And happy Valentine's Day. I have I have engineers and call screeners, and I, I got distracted there at the at the start. Yeah. Well, happy uh, happy Ash Wednesday and happy Valentine's Day to you. You and Nancy doing anything special tonight? Thank you. Um, no, nothing special. Um, not that I'm aware of, anyway. Unless there's something I don't know about. But um, yeah, happy Ash Wednesday. Today's the day of fast and abstinence, and uh, no meat. By, by absence, it means no meat on Friday. And uh, no meat during Fridays in Lent, including Good Friday. I feel like there's something else I'm missing out. But it'll come to me. 888-914-9149. Why don't we start off with Neil in Phoenix? Good morning, Neil. Welcome. Um, so I guess I'll just go on to the question. So, yeah, that'd be the, um, that'd that'd be the, be the deal. Yeah. <laughs> um, so basically, I just I work for a company that is you know kind of on board with all the woke stuff going on not all of it but some of it mm-hmm. and i've i've considered leaving it for some time you know to find something that's more in line with my faith and you know you have family members tell you things like you know good luck finding a place that isn't woke or you know you have to provide for your family um so you know how would you respond to them how would I respond to the wokeness, or how would I respond to people who tell you it's no big deal, everything's woke these days? And more the second. Okay. Well, I mean, it depends. I guess it would depend on a few things. Number one, is this a job in your field that you're good at, that you can make enough money to feed your family and then some? Do you enjoy the job? Do you enjoy the people you work with? Do you find fulfillment? And I would ask a lot of those kind of questions of myself. And then I would also wonder about what is it exactly that they may be asking you to do that might compromise your beliefs. So it could be that the company is very woke, but they don't impose it on you personally. They don't require you to, you know, do this silly pronoun nonsense or to hang gay, gay pride flags throughout the building. I mean, if they're not asking you to do anything specific and, and you are not contributing to something that's directly problematic, I mean, I could see where you would just grin and bear it and do your job and, and right. at that. If they're asking you to do something that you find, you know, I, I can't go for that. I can't do that. I don't want to do that. Then that, then I would be thinking, okay, can I get a different job? Maybe a better job. But if it's not really that intrusive or not intrusive at all, perhaps the thing to do is just ride the wave, you know, and see how, mm-hmm. how far you can take that. I mean, what kind of a job is it? You don't have to be specific, but are they imposing those ideologies on you personally or do they leave you alone more or less? Um, I don't know. They've never come out and like 
you know, with a statement saying like, you must do these things, but it's highly encouraged, you know, like the pronouns and all that kind of stuff, highly encouraged. Um, June is a big deal, you know, flag raisings, all that kind of stuff. And so you, you have a feeling that if you're not, you know, like the term is an ally, if you're not an ally, then you kind of feel like you're not totally welcome there right? in a way. Yeah. And probably you aren't. They would see you as maybe <laughs> a, a necessary evil. That guy's really good. Neil's really good at his job. That's too bad, really, because we'd love to get rid of him because he won't play ball. Right. And we can't get rid right. of him because he does such a good job. I don't know. I mean, one right. way I have I have recommended, I mean, I don't have that problem. I don't live in that world. I work at Relevant Radio, so we're the farthest thing from that. So I, I'm insulated from what you're going through, and, and I recognize mm-hmm. that. So not speaking from direct experience myself, but observing what many people like yourself go through, one of the bits of advice I give is to use their tactics against them in a way that will help to minimize what they will be willing to do to you. I'll give you some examples. If you have a pen handy, you might want to jot down some of these things. You know, you should upfront just say, sure. you know, if, let's say that HR calls you in. Hey, you know, we noticed you're not really doing the pronoun thing, Neil. And you could say, well, I personally believe that we should be non-judgmental. And we should be tolerant and embrace diversity and equality. I mean, that's it. those are important values to me. I assumed they were important values to the company. Are they not? And HR is going to say, oh, of course. Of course they're important to us. Non-judgmental. We believe in diversity and tolerance and equality. And you can say, oh, good. I was worried there for a second because it started to feel as though maybe you were going to start judging me. Or maybe you weren't tolerant or diverse or you didn't believe in equality or fairness. Or maybe you're going to start bullying me or discriminating against me or dehumanizing me or, you know, the harassment that some people experience just because they have a different way of looking at the world. I'm really glad to know this company doesn't do those things. That's a relief. So what do you want to talk about? You know, so you can, (laughs) in other words, you remove all of the bullets from their gun and then then see where it goes. And it makes it more difficult for them to, to crank up the machine against you when you do that because they either have to blatantly contradict what they just admitted to or claimed or they have to back down because they're in a box. You put them in a box and they have nowhere else to go but to leave you alone. Right. You can talk right. about, hey, you know what? This is my truth. I, don't, I want to live my authentic self. I want to be accepted and valued for who I am. I mean, just use all their slogans. Every single one right. of them, turn it right back around. Chances are you'll you'll get away unscathed, I would think. Right. Right, yeah, no, that's a good point. I, I think that would be a good thing to say. Yeah, say I want to live my authentic self. And just say these socially constructed beliefs are being used as a tool to marginalize me and oppress me just because I'm different. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. What's the old saying? Fight fire with fire. That's what you're doing. Mm -hmm. If you do that, you know. Right. And it's all kabuki theater anyway. It's all silliness anyway. It's all silly. But you just use the silliness to show them 
You either are going to let the mask slip and show us who you really are, or you're going to leave me alone. And wouldn't it be easier Mm -hmm. all the way around if you just left me alone? Right. Right. Yeah, I think, honestly, I feel like most of the time they're probably, a lot of the time with these companies, I feel like they're just going along with it because they're afraid of the public backlash if they're not known as a, you know, like a big supporter. Mm-hmm. And so they just feel like they we have to go along, you know, to keep everyone happy. So, yeah, you can just say that's dehumanizing guys. And, you know, the group think is always dangerous where the group think forces other people, you know, to abide by what somebody else believes is their truth. I mean, I want to live my authentic self. This is my truth. I want to be accepted <laughs> and valued for who I am. Right. I mean, it's, it actually is kind of, it becomes almost comical, which can be fun. Right. For a girl can be someday yeah. a woman. There you go. And a boy can be someday a man. And that is important. <laughs> you know it's important, don't you? Uh, so, Neil... <laughs> I don't really know what else. I mean, I'm not. I'm not diminishing your question. It's a good question. It's an important question. I'm not sure what else to sure. recommend, but maybe try that. See what happens. Sure. Yeah. No, I agree with you. It's a good response. Okay. Well, I think it's an effective tool, and I've recommended it to others who have found that it is an effective tool. Um, I would be curious to know if it if it comes to this, and you have to have that conversation. I would be curious to know how it goes down and what the result is. I mean, if you feel like calling back, I'd love that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, kind of praying it doesn't happen, but if it does, <laughs> I hope I have the the boldness to to go like that. Yeah, you just all you have to do is say it with a straight face without cracking up. And if you can do that, you're probably <laughs> going to be successful. Cuz they can't you above all else, they can't know that you don't take any of that seriously. You have to you have to pull off that believability factor, and right. it, and I'm pretty sure you most people can do that. I'm sure you could do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I'd probably be so nervous that I I'd, I'd have a very straight face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's your poker face. That's good. Right. Yeah, and just say I don't believe in harassment. I mean, it's just I mean. It's not good to harass employees who look at the world differently. I mean, would you harass somebody who wears a weird color of hair? No. Mm-hmm. Would you harass somebody who is gender fluid just because they're different? No. You see what I'm saying. I, I guess I'm overexpressing, right. but you see what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. No, I, I get you. Yep. Okay. Well, do let me know. I'd be very interested. And I, I'll say a little <laughs> prayer for you that you don't have to go through this ordeal. Hopefully you won't. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. You got it, Neil. Thank you. Interesting call. Let's go to Catherine now in New Jersey. Hello, Hi. Catherine. Yeah, just just um, wanted to comment that um, all of us in corporate are facing this, right? It's just... And the face of corporate America has really changed over the last 25 years. Um, and I also wanted to say that I already um, know a victim, a young person that went to work for the first time after having graduated from an excellent uh, college, 
went to work in a big um, corporation and, um, you know, was being forced into things in this line of wokeism and everything else. Mm -hmm. And actually, she fought against it and ended up with no job. She'll never go back to corporate America again, I think, because of this and has a very, um, you know, bad taste about it all. Yeah. But um, what were they asking her to do, if you don't mind? Um, I mean, were they asking her to hang gay pride posters around or what were they specifically imposing on her? That and um, and other things, I think, also a lot to do with, um, you know, COVID as well. Mm-hmm. And along with that and. um you know, and the person actually doesn't look like with bitterness at what happened, but rather is like a proud martyr in a way, you know, for mm-hmm. it. Not, um, Was she able to get another job? Uh, yes, but something that is, uh, you know, more physical and not mental. So okay. um, I think at this point, this young person's life and career has completely shifted because of this. Um, sacrifice, you know? It's unfortunate, but maybe, you know, in the long run, she's, she's shielded from the worst of it. That it may wind up being a blessing in disguise for her. Yeah. So I have a question for you, Catherine, if you don't mind. Um, What's it like for you? So you're in corporate America. You, I mean, maybe you're insulated from it to some extent, but what kind of crazy do you see in corporate America that you have to put up with? That, for instance, we get on calls um, and they'll say, you know, my name is so-and-so, I look like this, I, whatever, I am, I identify as this and that. Mm -hmm. I think to myself, why do we all have to say that, how we identify? And, um, (laughs) but that, it's funny because that went away, that was maybe a few years back, um, and People got more lax about it, but I do see in the address lines that people are encouraged to write, you know, pronouns mm-hmm. and things. Mm-hmm. Um, and even signature lines with, um, you know, all kinds of emblems and, you know, I am, you know, I support this, I support that, I am blah, blah, blah. So we're not exactly forced, but mm-hmm. I see it that it's highly encouraged. You should maybe try this this sometime, just at a meeting, just say, and by the way, I want to acknowledge that the land that we are on right now um, was taken from the Lenny Lenape Indians, the Delaware people, Um, and we we have, you know, we're subjugating them, and this is, I want to acknowledge that this land belongs to them, not to us, Uh, stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe don't do that, I don't know. Yeah, but, um, you know, and I want to also say, you know, for my friends, uh, family, siblings, they all have the same thing at work. So I think it's extremely, you know, uh, interwoven into everything in corporate. No doubt. For sure. Yeah, what a shame. Yeah. Well, you know, I have to think, though, as we go to a break, that the pendulum will eventually swing back. It'll swing back toward normalcy because... You can only tolerate the idiocy for so long before enough people just throw in the towel and say, this is ridiculous. I don't want to live this way. Only girls can you know? grow up to be the mummies. I hope you and I live only to see that day. boys can grow up to Thanks, be the Thanks, Catherine. I also. I also. I'm glad you called in, Catherine. Thank you. Hang in there. 
This is the Patrick Madrid Show on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. And I'll be right back. Got a little woman, Join Father Rocky this September for a pilgrimage to Poland and Prague. You'll visit the lands of St. John Paul the Great, St. Faustina, Our Lady of Czestochowa, and the Infant Child of Prague. Seats are limited. Information at RelevantRadio.com slash Poland. That's RelevantRadio.com slash Poland. Get connected to the conversation. Call now. 888-914-9149. That's 888-914-9149. 9149. Patrick Madrid is on now. Relevant Radio. I want to live my authentic self and be accepted and valued for who I am. That's my truth, Cyrus. I respect that, Patrick. Thank you. Thank you for not harassing me. I noticed, though, that in, uh, when I look at the Relevant Radio uh, list of all the employees, you don't have your... Your preferred pronouns listed. None of us does. Oh yeah, that's right. None of us do. <laughs> None of us does. They don't push if that. If somebody were us. to try that, like say on April Fool's Day, people would roar with laughter, <laughs> <laughs> and they wouldn't. They wouldn't believe it for a second. Not for a second. And if and if it wasn't really meant as a joke, that would be weird. Things would be weird. Not going to happen. No, <laughs> that would never happen. Uh, it is funny to contemplate, though. Although, I must say, I do feel for people who are going through that in the workplace. People really have to deal with that craziness. So my heart goes out to you. And my number goes out to you, too. Here it is, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. I have space available right now if you want to call. Let's go to uh, Anahi, I hope I'm saying it right, in Long Beach. Or Anai. Am I saying Anai right? Good is that- morning. Anai. Anai. Anai, I'm sorry. Yes. Welcome. It's okay. Um, good morning, Patrick. Um, I have um, um, a meeting tomorrow with Speak my Speak up a little bit. Daughter. Your voice is a little bit sure. quiet. Sure. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I'm a little nervous. Um, so <clears throat> I, I have a meeting tomorrow with my daughter's um, high school teacher. I, I had asked my daughter and my son, they go to public school, um, if one of their teachers ever um, brought up that whole LGBTQ or trans mm-hmm. agenda, to please let me know. Um, so I can't believe that I'm, it's happening, but I mean, actually I can. But So my daughter just um, let me and my husband know that they have an assignment, which <clears throat> the, the assignment, I, I it's about a, reading a book and uh, she's, wants to study law so this class has something to do with that where a transgender was <clears throat> viciously attacked and killed for for being who this person what was, was the, which, forgive my interruption what was the assignment that was objectionable so the the book that the assignment um that she gave previous to this book um which is the one that has me confused and i have a meeting about tomorrow is um, I understand the book where the, the crime or the violence is wrong. The part that I didn't understand is 
a lecture she gave the children about <clears throat> you could be whatever you want. Or uh, she started telling them, um, she told me, and that's a separate assignment, that your sex and gender is not the same thing. So I told my daughter that assignment you're not going to do because that's not, we don't agree with that. Mm -hmm. And um, and your daughter is how old? Is she 15, 16, 17? She's 16. She's about okay. to be 17. Okay. So she's, um, she did come to me and she said, I didn't take notes because she, it wasn't like she was giving them an option to agree or disagree or write what they thought about the subject. So um, I told her, um, absolutely not. Um, and she said, you know, this is going to affect my grade. So I need you to, to, to go talk to my teacher, which we, we are going, we have a meeting tomorrow. Good. So I, I just, I've never, <clears throat> I, I just don't know how to, I don't, I don't know how to come across. I don't know if I, I can tell you, tell her I could tell you what to do. Yeah. I think that's what you're looking for, right? Yes. I, I just okay. don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't want any, I don't want my daughter to, she's, she's still going to have this teacher, but I, I want to stay firm. I don't know if I should use my faith. I want to stand my I can, ground. But I can I recommend I can. to you. Yeah, and I, I admire you for that. You're, you're a good mama bear. You're standing up for your child, and you're going to defend her. And, and that's good. And it's good for your daughter to see you doing that as well. So she knows that you love her and you care and you're going to defend her. So my advice would be, first of all, if you use your faith, that's obviously a very good thing to do, to acknowledge your faith in Jesus, etc. And if you do that, you may find it a little more difficult to achieve what you're looking for, which is for your daughter to be left more or less alone when it comes to these things. But even that, I think, is a long shot. Um, the public school system, you're in Long Beach, uh, you're in the Long Beach um, public school system? No, Long she's Beach in Unified the LA Okay. Um, she's in uh, the LA, yes. Okay, so it's it's deeply, deeply entrenched in this throughout the unified yeah. school districts in the South, yes. as you know. So you're going up against a formidable array of people at every level: teachers, counselors, administrators, principals, um, all of the above. They've sold out to this. Maybe not every last person, but it's a machine. A very well-funded, well-organized machine. So I just want to propose to you to consider the fact that you may, you may be victorious in standing up for your daughter, but I have a feeling that they won't care in the long run and they'll just continue pushing, 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 pushing until you either give up and give in, don't do that, or you take your daughter out of school. Now, even that is a cost to them because your daughter's presence in school means money for them from the federal government and the state government. So if your daughter pulls out of the school, it's a little mosquito bite on the, on the elephant, but they will lose some money if you decided to take her out of that school, which I would recommend in any case because your daughter's just being subjected to this bombardment of these yeah, destructive and, and, and hateful ideologies. To yeah, mm -hmm. we're prepared to make those sacrifices. I know my husband and I, I mean, that's good. Financially, it'll be a sacrifice, but I know I we trust that our Lord will provide. I Indeed. just, um, I just, um, I was hoping and wondering what this meeting, unless for the time being, that, that they know where I stand and that my daughter's not going to be doing these 
assignment. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I just want to, I'm not good with uh, my words. I'm just, I just need like some guidance. At least I'm for happy tomorrow. to give it to you. Thank I'm you. happy to give it to you whenever you're ready. I'm ready. Okay. So what I would say is a little bit along the lines of what I was saying to the guy that I was talking to a few minutes ago, the fellow from Phoenix, um, use their terminology as your message to them. So do you have a pen handy? I'll give you some phrases and words. Okay. Yes. Ready? Yes. Okay. So you say, number one, we believe in being non-judgmental. We believe in emotional safety. We want emotional safety for our daughter. We believe in tolerance and diversity. And we believe in equality and fairness. Let me know when you're done writing that down. And fairness. Mm-hmm. Then, you, then after you've said all that, then say, I would like to know whether you... You know, Mrs. Smith, the teacher and or the school, do you also hold these same values? Do you also believe in tolerance and diversity and equality and fairness, etc.? Do you believe in those things? He or she is going to say yes. Okay. And then you say, oh, good. Because for a minute there, I was getting a little bit worried that my daughter would be experiencing bulliness or uh, bullying rather and exclusion and harassment because she is different but now i know because you just admit you just uh you just told mm-hmm. me that you would never do that you would never bully or harass or cancel or discriminate against somebody who who looks at the world differently because you want her to be you want her emotional safety as much as we do Okay, so you, you, in other words, what you're doing is you're getting the their, you're getting their commitment there if there's more than one person there. If there's one person there, you're getting her commitment. You want to get that right up front. You take the reins of the, you know, don't let her say, well, you know, uh, Mrs. Anai, here's what you need to know. Now say, no, here's what I would like you to tell me. And you take the reins and you ask these questions. You say, I believe in these things. This is important to my daughter. It's important to our family. I want to know if you believe in these things too. She's going to say yes. Then you say, okay, good. Because, okay, I was concerned that maybe you're going to start canceling her or dehumanizing her or excluding her or bullying her, etc. Okay. Now that you have the person's buy-in, then you say, you, you say, look, my daughter just wants to live her authentic self. Why, why would you not want her to live her authentic self? Use those words. My daughter just wants to be accepted and valued for who she is. Not who somebody else says she should be, but who she is. Mm-hmm. Well, she doesn't agree. Well, listen, that's her truth. That's her truth. Mm-hmm. And then you would say, you know, throwing something like this, you know, these are just socially constructed beliefs. These social constructs are being used as a tool to marginalize and oppress people who are different, like my daughter. Mm-hmm. 
you're, it sounds to me like you're using the tools of oppression and marginalization against people who are different. My daughter just wants to be accepted and valued for who she is. She just wants to live her authentic self. Why can't you let her do that? See, what you're doing is you're turning the whole thing around and by using these thought categories and slogans and things like that, you are making it very difficult for that teacher to say, well, yes, but she might say that. She might say, well, your daughter's a hater. Your daughter's a white supremacist. Your daughter is a religious zealot. Oh, wait a minute. I thought you said you believed in diversity and you believed in tolerance and you believe in being non-judgmental. Why are you... Why are you judging my daughter? So, in other words, there's you put the the other person in their own ideological box. Okay. If you do that, you're going to have a very different kind of meeting. <laughs> it probably will get cut short pretty quickly too, because chances <laughs> are the teacher will not, unless the teacher listens to relevant radio. <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah, me too. She wouldn't be. <laughs> probably not. So, my guess is yeah. that if. She'll figure out what you're doing at some point. But mm-hmm. once, you've, once you've laid all the groundwork here, then she either has to do one of two things. She either has to contradict everything that she agreed to. Mm-hmm. And then you say, well, then you're a hypocrite because you really don't believe in tolerance. And you really don't okay. believe in, in, in diversity. You, you, you are judgmental. You don't believe in equality. You do stand for bullying and canceling people because that's what you're doing with my daughter. So that's going to be very unpleasant if she has to come out in the open. The other alternative, most likely, is she'll back down and say, well, she won't know what to do. She won't know what to do with you, and she won't know what to do with your daughter. So maybe, just maybe, maybe, I'm guessing probably not, but maybe she might just leave your daughter alone. Okay. And if she doesn't, then you yank your daughter out of school and you put her into someplace so much better. Okay. And she'll thank you for it. Thank you, Patrick. I just, I don't, I want my daughter, I didn't want to come in and empty handed and then it all goes down south. But I, I want my daughter <clears throat> to see so that she can learn how to defend. Of course you do. Herself and her ideas as well. Of course Not ideas, but the truth. <laughs> well, the truth is an idea. Not everybody holds that idea, but yeah. I understand what you mean. So yes. go yes. forward okay. and. And, you know, be brave. Uh, this is not the end of the world. You you have the truth on your side. You Thank have you the logic I, I on your really side. Mm-hmm. I, okay. Well, if, you know, if you feel so moved and you'd like to let me know how it happens or how it, how it goes down, as they say, I'd be very interested. I'd be, I would love to be a fly on the wall in that classroom. <laughs> Uh, so maybe what you can do, I've got to take a break. Maybe what you can do is between now and the time that you have your, your, um, interview, your meeting, maybe just play and replay this segment from the show a couple of times and really lock it down in your mind, lock down the terminology. You know, don't, I recommend you don't have these terms written on a paper when you go in, but try to memorize them and, and role play and think about this. And that way, when you go into the meeting and you take control, take control at the outset and just say, before we talk about anything else, I need to know something. Oh, what? Well, we, you know, and what I said earlier, we believe in being non-judgmental. 
we believe in ensuring people's emotional safety. We believe in tolerance. We believe in diversity. We believe in equality. And I just want to know right up front before we talk about anything else, do you believe in those things too? That's where you get the buy-in. Once you've done that, then you persist in these areas and keep using them if they say, well, yes, but your daughter is being, no, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought you believed in being non-judgmental. You're judging my daughter here, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So try that, replay it, think about it, rehearse it, role play it with your daughter. Let, let her play the role of the teacher. I'm sure she knows how the teacher is going to talk and act. And when you go in there, Mama Bear, you're going to do great. I guarantee it. Or your money back. Looking for a new job? How about one that offers you opportunities for spiritual, social, and charitable growth? Our sponsor, the Catholic Order of Foresters, is hiring new agents today. Visit relevantradio.com slash forester. An Illinois life insurance company not available in all states. You're gonna lose that yes, girl. Yes, you're gonna lose that This girl. is the Patrick Madrid Show on Relevant Radio and relevantradio.com. If you don't take her out tonight, she's gonna change her so mind. like this. We have um, one of our sons and his wife are uh, on a little mini vacation. So we have two of our granddaughters, lovely little girls. And they're with us for the week. And I brainwashed those girls with Beatles music for like <laughs> an hour's long drive. We went through um, Sgt. Pepper and Magical Mystery Tour. And they didn't say a word. They didn't know any of the music. But I was watching them in the rearview mirror because I was driving. And they didn't complain. They didn't know the music, but they listened attentively. And when it, when we got where we were going, I said, how do you like that music? And they said, eh, not really. Yeah. But that's the opening salvo. So I'm going to get them musically. So an hour trained. of Beatles in the car, and then you get, them, you get them home, and then you sit them down on the couch and watch the Waltons? We have watched a couple episodes. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Good. Um, that's good. But yeah, I mean, I mean, if you're going to start children, you know, in their musicology courses, that's an important part of it. I do believe. I love quizzing my kids on bands. Like, all right, who's this? And I'll and I'll play some, mm-hmm. you know, some good old rock and roll. And and they they're they're no pretty idea. good. They're they've gotten good. But then again, well, I go back to the the same three bands over and over again. So their odds are <laughs> their odds of getting it right are. So it's your own personal school of rock. Right? It is. It is. Mm. Very good. All right, back to the phones. Uh, Sarah in Fort Wayne, Indiana, thank you for calling in. Hey, thanks, Patrick. So I have some things I'd like to kind of ask you to help me tease out. Um, Sure. I do work uh, part-time in the school systems um, here in Fort Wayne. Um, Even I work in the Catholic schools, actually. Um, But what I've seen, and I have seven children, um, what I've seen in the smoke movement on the other side of it is that it seems to me that if we look at it from a Catholic perspective, um, that the people that are vulnerable to this movement um, and have come up under this movement are kids that have been through such horrific things at home. There, there's so much brokenness there. Mm-hmm. And, and this movement, um, you know, is requiring a sacrifice. It's kind of like, an ancient sacrifice or something. Which and movement is, is that, Sarah? Which I mean, movement? the wokeism oh, okay. is requiring 
and and I think that they take the vulnerable and um, and they use these kids um, to um, move you know their agenda to the forefront and but they they could care less about the people and the vulnerability it's kind of like finding a child on the side of the road with a skin knee you know like we can support those kids um, I've seen it because they are vulnerable but they're mm-hmm. they're clinging on to um, to these social groups and things where they think they fit in um, and and they really are being discarded by the people that they think they're being they're fitting in with um, are you seeing this um, I don't want to I don't want to misunderstand you. Are you seeing this in the world of Catholic schools or just the world oh, of sure. education in yeah. general? Yeah, and okay. yes, I mean, I saw it more in the public school system, but there's definitely that going on as well in the Catholic schools. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the Catholic students, I think, don't want to be on the wrong side of a social movement, which is totally understandable. You know what I mean? It's totally yeah. that it's so wrong. And so it's a hard place, I think, for educators and for priests that are there um, to know what to do and what to say and what to offer these kids because we're kind of on the back foot um, because we know, I know that it sounds glib. are in the right place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, forgive my interruption, Sarah. I, I know it sounds no. glib, but I don't believe it is glib, and that is we offer them the truth. Yeah. They deserve to know the truth and and. Yeah. And the truth hurts, especially if your ideological <laughs> sensitivities don't like the truth about, let's say, male and female. Um, yeah. Now, we, we and I know you know this. I'm not I mean, I'm mm-hmm. not telling you anything you don't know, but we have to speak the truth in love. So we want to be gracious and and charitable in the way we go about it. Not brutal, but mm-hmm. speaking the truth is an outrage for some people. They just can't stand it. They hate it. They don't want it. So yeah. when when you're faced with a situation like that, Sarah, in whatever capacity, are you a teacher or in some other capacity? I'm, I'm a substitute right now. Um, okay. Yeah. Yep. So when you're faced with a you know some difficult impasse, how do you handle it? Um. Well, I think that first I kind of offer like an understanding as to why they think this way. Um, and they feel this way, but I do get the truth. I'm kind of, um, I'm a gatekeeper. So of our faith, I'm, I'm a convert. So, um, you know, I, I do believe strongly and passionately that this is so extremely dangerous, this movement, um, for our children, um, Mm -hmm. especially so, and that it will, it will just cause them further pain. Um, what will, so yeah, the, what will um, cause them further pain? The belief, the ideology, um, oh, I see. Okay. 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 Them entering into, um, you know, relationships that, um, that are not good for them and, mm-hmm. and th- that capacity. So, yeah, I do. It's just sometimes, Patrick, I feel like it falls on deaf ears, mm-hmm. you know, and they hear it all the time. <laughs> That's yeah. the thing. They hear, th- they hear this message all the time. And I guess I just, I feel like maybe too, that it is the truth and that living it out authentically as Christians um, in front of them, mm-hmm. that that's something yeah. that we, we really need to do as well. But yeah. Well, I'm glad I you're in know. there in I the just, trenches, Sarah. I'm glad you're there. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. And I, I just, I want to give people also just this message that, um, that the, 
the majority, I think, of the people and the children that are involved in this and these um, woke groups and um, transgender movements and, and all of that um, are really easy, actually, to bring back into the fold. Um, it's the people at the top tier of the woke movement that you're going to have trouble with. But I think these kids want an answer. And so and we can be there for them. Um, so. Any advice for for teachers of whatever you know phase in their career they're in? You know, you're in there now. You see what's going on. So what would you say to the average Catholic school teacher who's concerned about the things you're seeing? Um, I would say settle down. And 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 there's a lot of catechesis going in one out here and out the other. And, and with everything you have in every part of your being, do it with love. I would say that because um, that's going to change the hearts and minds of these children and bring them to conversion. Yeah. Amen. Amen. It makes yeah. you a little emotional just thinking about it, doesn't it? It does, because these kids are precious. Even the stinkers are precious. So, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, you've got my vote well, of confidence for Teacher of the Aww. Year, Sarah. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I just You're think welcome. it's about, yeah, walking as a child would walk, you know, and, mm-hmm. and um, understanding understanding what they're going through and what they're being faced with. It's hard. It's hard. So anyway, thank you, Patrick, for taking my call. You're welcome, Sarah. Those kids are fortunate to have you there with them, helping them. So hang in there. Chin up. It's going to be great. Great. Thank you so much. All right. Have a great day. Uh Yeah, you too. Thank you. Uh, Man, I I wish I could vote for Teacher of the Year because I'd vote for Sarah. That's for sure. Uh, Let's go to Teresa in Aurora, Illinois. Good morning, Teresa. Welcome. Good morning, good morning, um, Patrick. Um, yeah. I I have. Uh, I was going to ask you how you are, but they said not to do that, and I did it anyway. <laughs> so, um, I I it's have okay. uh, a question. I I love listening to relevant radio, and I've gotten closer and closer with it. I I I guess it would be called a, cr- a cradle Catholic, because mm-hmm. um, that's when you're you're born into it, and you've been that. Your well, and I did leave for a little while, but I guess my my question, my thing is that at times when I hear you talk, um, I, I I believe that well, I'm a Democrat, I'm a Democrat, but I also am Catholic, and I I I, I love the Catholic. Um, I'm glad that's awesome. Faith, I love I love my thing, but uh, and but I feel like I have a more um, I guess it would be accepting. Maybe that would be the world is word is that I'm. Um, I, I might not like everything, but I'm. I don't want to. Um, I don't want to. I, I feel like, for instance, for for instance, the gays. I mean, not that I. But I feel like they have such a hard road or such a hard thing and who would want to be that if you weren't you know what i mean like who would mm-hmm. want to yeah. make a choice i i, I want to do this i want to be gay or whatever if with the with the the way they're treated i i think and um how are they anyway. treated that's an interesting question Teresa, and i'm glad you raised it i don't remember talking about gay people or homosexuals per se today maybe it's a an earlier show but where do you see them being mistreated or marginalized I think they're mistreated all the time 
I mean, really? I mean, if you, if you yes, definitely, yeah. in 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 the world, corporate America worships at the altar of the LGBTQ movement. I mean, everybody has to use preferred pronouns, and there's gender ide- ideology galore. There's Gay Pride Month. Uh, all the big corporations celebrate that. They they revel in it. I mean, that's just you know, that's just corporate America. It's deeply, deeply interwoven into the educational system at all levels. Um, there are gay, um, gay clubs at schools. There are, um, they're introducing children to homosexual activity in the classroom. And I don't mean activity directly, but they're teaching them about that. I'm sure you've followed the stories about the controversy in Florida, for example, among other places where books that are in the kids' libraries, even in grammar school, are blatantly pro-homosexual. And they, they're teaching the children about these things at a very inappropriate young age in some cases. So whether it's in sports or academia or in the corporate world or in the music world or maybe you've noticed, I've noticed um, that in movies there's always now a gay character, maybe more than that, and they're usually the heroes of the movie. They're the ones who are the smart ones. They're, the, they're, they're glorified. Um, Everywhere, every single place you turn in society, in my experience, it's just the opposite. I'd like to know what you think. I'm not trying to, to you know, shout you down. I'm just saying my experience is that the LGBTQ movement is worshipped practically in every sector of our society. I don't see them being marginalized or harmed. Far from it. Anybody who might dare to disagree with them gets deplatformed or fired or canceled or they're Twitter account is shut down. I mean, I see far more of that when it comes to people who are critical of the LGBTQ movement than seeing people in that movement being marginalized. So I've said my piece, Teresa. I'd like to know what your thoughts are. And you know what? Maybe I, my kids have not been in school for the last 10, 12 years, and it has changed quite a bit since then. Yeah. But, um, and I'm not saying that I would have liked that, that I, I'm not saying that I like everything, but I guess I'm saying that tolerating, and, and, and I'm not, maybe I have a lot more to learn that I don't um, see or don't, um, I, I guess it was just that with God, I always thought it was like about, about love and, and kindness and, and not, um, like it's it's about the lowliest it's the poorest it's mm-hmm. being kind and loving and putting your hand out to the ones that are that that need isn't mm-hmm. that isn't that true oh yeah i think it is yeah i agree with that i mean it's not just for jesus didn't come just for poor people he loves all no, people no no not at all but yeah we don't not want to marginalize the poor people i agree with you on that point no doubt but if you think about it and maybe this would be interesting to you but at some point, go back and listen to, if you're interested, dip into this first hour once we get it posted, because what you'll hear is these are people, I had two or three calls of people who they were the ones who were being marginalized. They were the ones, the mother with the daughter in school who's being forced into uh, homework assignments that involve ideology. So I wasn't attacking anybody. I was just saying in the case of the Catholic folk who want to be free to live the truth and not be harassed for it in the corporate world or in school, 
how can they achieve what you're actually talking about? You know, kindness and intolerance. Where do they get the kindness and tolerance? Chances are they won't. But my point in my comment here was not to attack anybody, but to say in the defense of people who are being attacked by the others, how do they stand their ground? You're a very thoughtful person, Teresa. I really admire the way that you expressed your comment. And do you want to talk more about this? We can hold over the break and come back to you if you want. I'm sure I'm going to call you again, Patrick, because actually I do definitely love listening to you. And I am learning. I'm glad, Teresa. Thank you. I really appreciate your phone call. Hope we do talk again soon. I'll be right back. Now, 